to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What is up? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I can't wait to chat with you about this topic because this is something I'm doing in real time. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that I am in the current stage of really honing in on my fertility because this is a journey my husband Chris and I are going to be starting soon-ish where honestly I've been prepping for pregnancy with like supplemental wise and nutrition wise for probably like five or six months now but I'm just getting even more intentional about it right now and really like taking it up a notch because it's getting closer to the time that we're actually going to start trying. So what we are specifically talking about today is how you can boost your fertility by supporting your fluctuating hormones. And we're talking about specifically how you could do that in your follicular phase. So if you have been here for a while, you know, I love talking about supporting your fluctuating hormones and aligning to your cycle phases, because honestly, like that's just how we're meant to support our bodies. That's how our bodies literally function. We've just never been taught how to do so. So it's not something that like feels foreign to us until you start learning it. And then it feels so natural and so intuitive and so normal because it's literally just how your body is functioning. So I want to talk to you about two ways that you could support your fertility in your follicular phase specifically. And if you are new here, I'm going to give you all the background on what I'm talking about and why this actually helps you. So our menstrual cycle, if you're not familiar with the cycle phases, by the way, when I say cycle, I mean the entire kit and caboodle, the whole like whether you have a 28-day cycle, a 35-day cycle, a 32-day cycle, whatever, the whole thing. Your period is just the time that you're bleeding. But we generally hear, like, oh, cycle that we just think it's like, oh, just the time that we're bleeding, just our period, but it's actually not. It's an ongoing cycle that actually affects us every single day because our hormones are fluctuating from week to week, which is why our cycle is broken up into four specific phases. It just means that our hormones are fluctuating. That's what it means when you have cycle phases. So it's broken up into your follicular phase, your ovulation phase, your luteal phase, and your menstruation phase. So I'm just going to do a little breakdown of what your hormone levels are doing in each phase because it pertains to what we're talking about today. So the follicular phase is a phase that happens after you bleed, and this is where your body is preparing to move into ovulation. So this is where your estrogen and your testosterone levels are rising. Once you get to ovulation, this is when your estrogen and testosterone levels are at their peak levels, and then after you ovulate, progesterone is produced after ovulation occurs. Once ovulation happens, that's what actually produces progesterone, which is why if you're tracking your cycle, if you're tracking your basal body temperature, that's why your basal body temperature increases because progesterone is produced. It increases your metabolic rate. It increases your temperature. Okay. So that is ovulation. That's where your hormone levels are at during ovulation. Then you move into luteal phase and this is the 10 to 14 days before your period. And this is where your progesterone levels are going to stay high to keep the uterine lining intact. That's one of progesterone's jobs. Your estrogen and your testosterone levels will slowly decline over the next 10 to 14 days. It's very 
very slow the first like five to seven days of the luteal phase. Once it gets closer to your period, there'll be a more rapid decline of the estrogen and testosterone levels. Now, if you don't get pregnant, then you your hormones will reach their lowest levels, which is what triggers your bleed to start, and your progesterone will also be one of those hormones that reach their lowest levels. If you do get pregnant, that progesterone level will stay high to keep that uterine lining intact to foster the fertilized egg and to grow the baby, and then obviously you won't bleed, okay? Um, but if you do bleed, if you don't get pregnant, then menstruation happens, all your hormones are at low levels, which triggers the actual bleed to happen, okay? So the reason why, we're, you know, the your hormones are, are the chemical messengers, right? They travel through your bloodstream and they tell everybody what to do, how to do it, for how long. That's why you're not going to feel the same every day. Well, how I just explained your hormones, there are certain phases like follicular phase where they're rising, then they, they peak, then they decline, then they're really low. Of course, it's going to affect how we feel from day to day because your hormones literally affect everything in your body from your mood to your desires, to your sex drive, to your blood sugar, to your cortisol levels, to your hunger levels, literally all of it because they're traveling through your bloodstream. So it's going to affect every area of your body. And it makes sense if these hormone fluctuating fluctuations are happening that it's going to affect every piece of our body. And when you start incorporating specific foods and nutrients and doing certain workouts based on where your hormone levels are at, you not only support every area of your life, you not only feel so much more aligned with what you're doing, you feel so much more connected to your body, your energy levels are more stable, your mood is more stable, your period is better. Yes, all of that. And you also support your fertility in a big way, in every phase if you're, if you're shifting things. But specifically what we're talking about today is how supporting your follicular phase is going to help optimize your ovulation, which is then and obviously going to increase your chances of getting pregnant, okay? Because like I just mentioned, in your follicular phase, your estrogen and your testosterone levels are rising in preparation for ovulation. Estrogen is the sex hormone that produces your cervical mucus, and cervical mucus is required for pregnancy in three specific ways. I did a full podcast episode on cervical mucus, um, so I will link that below, but I'm going to just, in case you haven't heard about it, you want a little refresher, I'm going to go over the three ways just like bullet pointed. And then if you want to dive deeper into it, you could check out the episode below if you didn't listen to it yet. But our cervical mucus, which is what is being produced and increasing in the follicular phase in preparation for ovulation, is literally required for pregnancy. Cannot happen without it. And here's number one is because cervical mucus is what actually carries the sperm to the egg for fertilization. That's how the sperm actually gets to the egg. It can only travel in our cervical mucus. So that's number one. Number two is our cervical mucus creates the perfect environment for the sperm to actually stay alive. It cannot stay alive unless it's inside the cervical mucus. And it also, while it creates the perfect environment for the sperm, it also filters out abnormal sperm. Like, oh, hello. Yes, queen. I love it. It's so amazing and what our bodies do. That is number two. Number three is it keeps the sperm alive for five to six days, which is why, say you have sex on a Monday and you don't ovulate till Friday, you could still get pregnant, okay? So cervical mucus is required for pregnancy. And estrogen is the hormone that builds up, that that produces that cervical mucus. So one of the two tips that I'm gonna be talking to you about is how we can optimize our cervical mucus, how we can eat certain foods to help support our estrogen levels to help support that cervical mucus production so that you have healthy cervical mucus quality so that 
the sperm can actually go in there. It could filter out the abnormal sperm and you can actually get pregnant because cervical mucus is required for pregnancy. Okay. Um, estrogen also, because we're spe- specifically speaking on estrogen right now, because we're talking about the follicular phase and this is where estrogen and testosterone are increasing. Progesterone is not on the scene yet. I'm going to do a whole nother podcast episode on how you can support your fertility in your luteal phase because, um, that's when progesterone is pres- is present. Okay. So anyway, estrogen, not only does it produce your cervical mucus, but it also is the hormone that builds up the uterine lining. Like I said before, progesterone holds onto that uterine lining and keeps it intact. But the reason why the uterine lining is thick enough for a, a, a to, an egg to actually be fertilized and to grow a child is because estrogen is what builds up that uterine lining so implantation can actually happen. So without healthy estrogen levels in your follicular phase, you're not going to have a thick enough uterine lining for pregnancy to occur. Okay. Estrogen gets such a bad rap, like, oh, estrogen excess, estrogen dominance, and all these things. Like, yes, obviously that's real. And obviously that's a very common imbalance that people experience. But we need sufficient estrogen levels in our follicular phase to get pregnant. We don't want to have low estrogen. If you do, it's going to be really difficult for you from a fertility perspective and obviously also from a mood perspective and all of that that comes with it as well. So the two things that we're going to talk about is eating these two specific nutrients and foods in your follicular phase that are going to help support these rising estrogen levels. Number one is pumpkin seeds and or flax seeds daily. I also did another podcast episode on seed cycling, and I will link that below because that's how you can you know, really get started with that because it is going to help not only your follicular phase, but all the phases of your cycle. Right now, we're specifically talking about your follicular phase, but pumpkin seeds and flax seeds, why I recommend consuming these in your follicular phase is because these are phytoestrogens and they help support your increasing estrogen levels. They don't increase your estrogen to a level where you're going to become estrogen dominant or have excess estrogen, nothing like that. But it is supporting those increasing estrogen levels in a really delicate but really supportive way. And on top of that, pumpkin seeds have a lot of zinc. They're loaded with zinc, which is a nutrient required for your ovaries to function properly. They also have other antioxidants and minerals, and they're also a really good source of omega-3 fatty acids, which is also required for fertility, and it helps support your cervical mucus production. So incorporating pumpkin seeds and or flax seeds daily, I highly recommend. Again, you could listen to the seed cycling episode for how I would really recommend doing this, but a good two tablespooned La 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 la, a good two tablespoons of ground pumpkin seeds and or ground flax seeds is what I would recommend. I don't recommend cooking with it. You don't want to heat up seeds that will denature them and it will cause the oils in them to go rancid. So you could just throw them in a smoothie. You could throw them um, on a salad. You could throw them in overnight oats. Anything like that is what I would recommend, but it's really going to support you. And you could start doing this the day that you get your period. Like I explained in the seed cycling video, it doesn't just have to be once you're period ends, I would recommend starting this pumpkin seeds and or flax seeds the day you get your period up until you ovulate. And then once you ovulate, you can switch to other seeds. You can stop doing those seeds. And that is where I dive into it in the seed cycling episodes. You could check that out below. Um, because also when you're bleeding, you're depleting yourself of nutrients, right? So zinc is really important to help replenish all of that as well, which is what's high in high volumes in those pumpkin seeds. So that is number one. Start getting some pumpkin seeds and or flax seeds into your diet daily to help support those estrogen levels and to help support you having really healthy cervical mucus production. Number two is avocado. Oh, I mean, I was going to say 
everybody loves avocado, but I've actually worked with a client before who didn't like avocado. And I was like, what is actually happening? I just don't understand that. But if you are like the majority of people and you love avocado, this is an incredible thing for you to have into your daily. I'm obviously I have avocados daily, but this is really, really supportive specifically in your follicular phase. And even while you're ovulating, why? Because avocado supports that estrogen and testosterone production again. And the reason is is because they are loaded with omega-3 fatty acids. Like I just said, like the seeds are as well. They promote fertility and they help increase the cervical mucus production because if you think of it, think of the consistency of it. It's a creamy consistency. It has those good omega-3 healthy fats. It has B vitamins, which is also really important for your fertility and for your estrogen levels as well as your progesterone levels. It is such an amazing food. I mean, there's potassium in there as well. I could go on and on and on about really how supportive avocados are. But this is something that you can really incorporate into your follicular and ovulation phase to help support that cervical mucus production and those estrogen and testosterone levels rising. So for this, you could either do like a half. It depends on your body, the size of the avocado, like whatever, whatever works best for you. I personally do about like a half an avocado with lunch, a half an avocado with dinner, and that really supports me. Completely up to you how you want to do it. But I would say bare minimum, a half of an avocado a day. Again, it depends on where your you know, cervical mucus production is at, it's not something that's going to negatively impact you. It's a freaking avocado. It's so healthy. You can have it at any time in your cycle, but I would just really focus on prioritizing it in your follicular phase and in your ovulation phase. And that's what's really cool about when you start learning how to honor your cycle and how to shift things according to where your hormone levels are at. It's not like, oh, okay, so you can only have pumpkin and flax seeds and only have avocados in your follicular phase. You can never have it at any other time of your cycle. That's not how I roll with my cycle strategy, but it's just really focusing on the things that we can add in, in specific phases to support where those hormone levels are at. And it makes such a huge difference when you do these little tweaks. It's literally why I'm obsessed with on your cycle and what my program on your cycle, but just my cycle strategy in general, because when I started learning about how important it was to support your fluctuating hormone levels, I was like a little overwhelmed in the beginning. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, oh my God. So I have to remember all these foods for different phases. That's four different phases. That's four different lists of foods. Then I have to remember the workouts. Then I have to remember what desires are best so I can, you know, shift my tasks as according to my cycle. Like it was a lot at first. And the longer I did it and the more deeply I started really connecting to my cycle, it's really not that complicated. Not the way that I personally do it in my life. I make it super simple because I'm going to be real with you. I don't have time to make shit complicated. I'm running a business. I'm wifing, I'm anting, like I'm doing life just like you are. And I'm sure that you also don't feel like adding something onto your plate that's going to complicate it more. But the thing is that when you actually really start aligning to your cycle phases and learn how to do it in a way that is simple, it it becomes easier. Supporting your health becomes easier. Feeling better becomes easier. You don't have to work so hard to be healthy. It literally optimizes your health on its own because you're learning how to actually support your body with what it needs in that given moment. Like it's literally so freaking amazing. So if this like topic is really hitting home with you, I want you to message me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica about my program on your cycle. <coughs> 
excuse me, I'm not even going to cut this out. I'm not going to lie to you. No time for that today. So just we're moving on. I want you to message me on Instagram at Corinne Angelica and ask me about my program on your cycle because it is coming back around right now. And that if you are listening to this episode in real time, it is currently on pre-sale pricing, which means it is literally half off the full investment. So I want you to message me about it. You get immediate access to the course. The coaching call aspect of it is not going to start till October. Um, but just message me about it if this is something that you're interested in. And if you don't have Instagram, you can always message me on my text list, which you will have the um, information for that below as well, because I really just want to help support you and make a cycle strategy easy for you. So not only can you feel more connected to your body, but you can see the physical results of it. You will have less PMS. Your periods will be better. Your sex drive will be better. You have more consistent energy. Your moods are more stable. Like literally you're just optimizing your health and you're taking it up a notch in such a different way. And obviously, like you heard today, it of course supports your fertility if that is something that you're doing. This is really what I'm focusing on right now when I'm turning up my fertility a notch is how I can hone in on supporting these fluctuating hormones even more so that I'm giving my body exactly what it needs to perform at the highest level. So message me if you're interested in this. Remember, your two action steps are to implement pumpkin seeds and or flax seeds the day that you start your period until you start ovulating. And you can listen to the seed cycling episode for more details on that. Um, And the second thing is to incorporate avocados in your follicular phase and in your ovulation phase. It's going to help your cervical mucus production, which is required for you to get pregnant. So I would love to know if this episode hit home with you. I literally love hearing from you. Whenever you DM me, I always send you a voice note back. Whenever you tag me on Instagram, like message me on text. Like I absolutely love it. I'm so obsessed with this community. I'm so grateful for you. Please let me know if this hit home with you. I would love to hear from you. I'm so grateful for you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.